What's up, y'all? You're listening to Nods and Bops. I'm Chino. And I'm Cass Marie. So, today we're going to talk about Lil Nas X, him becoming the number one song on Billboard. Billboard. We're also going to talk about the Dreamville Festival that happened. And we'll talk about Lil Durk's Homebody featuring Tiana Taylor and Melly, the remix. And then we'll wrap up. So, Cass, let's get into it. What uh, what do you think about Lil Nas X going number one? How do you like the remix? I love the remix, but I love the original song because it's, yeah. it's the original song. But I love the remix because it's like this is Billy Ray Cyrus on a track with a young artist up and coming from Atlanta when he first made this song. It was just him playing with music, playing with the things that interest him, the things right. that, that make him curious in you know, the musical world, and putting together a dope little track and then a dope visual to go with it. The visual is pretty cool. It kind of looks like playing a video game. You see all the rappers now game, being on a horse talking yeah, about putting yeah, me yeah. on a remix. Like, but it's cool. <laughs> like, it's, it's interesting. It's a little, he found like a little niche and he made a track out of it. Right. Um, and when he did it, he just did it with the intention of creating art, which you know me and how I feel about that. It definitely looks Fortnite expired. Yeah, it, it looks Fortnite, but that's yeah. apart from the visual. I'm saying even just creating the track itself. He right. was just inspired by that niche and that art. He made it and then he followed up with the visual, which yeah. was a cool little package yeah. that he made before he was even signed. Right. It wasn't signed to anybody, nothing like that. Then this track went and it entered the country charts, Billboard country charts, um, and it, it entered you know the Hot 100 charts. And now it, it got removed. The, and it, it got removed from the country from yeah. the country Billboard chart, charts, which we're gonna talk about. Um, and then now it's peaked at number one on the right. Hot 100, right. which is. That's big. Dope. That's like, huge. It's, it's so, Who would have thought so, this so, contract? So and shout out to the black people that didn't let this go when we saw our fellow artists being knocked off something we thought he deserved, and we just we kept it going. And now look, look at him. He's number one. Yeah. He has a deal now. Right. With yeah. Columbia Records, he signed. Right. So my thing is, he got. He's still off the country country charts right right? so for the but who cares now because it's number one right right right. so for the number one that he won it was the hot 100 and he's the first artist to take his first hot 100 entry to number one since bradley cooper did it you know just about over a little month ago with um the song he had with lady gaga right right, right. um shallow uh lil nas is the first one to do it since him but he's the first one to do it without somebody else on the track so the one that went number one was wasn't the remix it was the original and i love that because it's like (laughs) yeah yeah it's like the original he deserves for that one to be the one that goes number one and i think that the person that helped him with it billy ray cyrus would agree like that's what he wanted you know he wanted this this um artist to get the recognition that he deserves for it being what it is now it ain't going number one in the country charts and i want to say that that's billboard's fault because right. had they not removed Moved that it. song, it would have for sure. It probably would have went number one on both. You want to know then what happened what? though? There was probably Billboard was in between when it started to begin with, but they were like, "This is new. This is different. Shit, why not?" But then some people, and we're not gonna say who, but there were some people that started complaining, and they were like, "Let's self-correct." 
you know and that's probably what happened and that's what started the controversy again shout out to black twitter that didn't let that shit go shout out to social media right. because he is like i was saying you know he's the first one since bradley cooper and then before bradley cooper is the one the one that we know for having <laughs> been blown up cardi b borak right. yellow before lil nas now joins a new era of people coming up with the power of social media right you know not not growing up but growing up yes but also like making strides and making like historical cements in music and film and, having and art the power of social and media in, back in politics yeah. social media yeah. is is building its own little spears for, pe for people to succeed in. So in the musical world, in the entertainment industry, Lil Nas X now joins Cardi B. Right. In that in that little bubble sphere that, you know, she's famously known. So she she did it in October of 2017 with Bodak Yellow. It hit Hot 100 on the first try. That was her first track to enter the charts. And now Lil Nas is up there with her. Right. Um, Bradley Cooper is there, but in kind of like a separate track because he did it with somebody on the track, which is right. Lady Gaga. And now he has the remix with, with Billy Ray Cyrus. The remix is crazy. And I think that they recorded it in the studio together even if they didn't re-record re the whole song if he only recorded his track but they vibed to it in the studio together you and felt like they met the up difference. they met up you and they the were difference. in the room together yeah they were yeah, probably yeah. talking about it before Billy Ray right. even did his verse right. and that's fucking dope and you can, you can hear that vibe that's why I fuck with it you know how I am about collaborative art and being in the same space when you're making collabor collaborative art and I love the blending of genres and I'm a sonic person. I say that on the podcast, I think every episode, I really fuck with sound. Like that's just, that's my shit. <laughs> so I felt like even if he took the words out, I would still fuck with it because the beat is so hard. That, the fucking, beat is that hard. banjo going in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck with it. It's dope. It's dope. It's some, I, I want to hear more. I want to hear Young Thug on it now. Yo. I want to hear what that, I know Young yeah. Thug is going to fuck it up. I want to hear what that sounds like. That would be crazy. I want to hear more artists putting their foot out there. I want to hear artists mixing rap with something else. I've heard rap with Latin music. Now I'm hearing rap with country music. Now, fuck it, I want to hear rap with in, in K-pop. Yo, all it takes, all K-pop needs is... They just, we need to, maybe we have to do a better job of finding it. Yeah. If there was one Blasian in a group, and it, like, if that's all it takes, someone Shut that's, like, popping, someone that's popping, we would listen to K-pop, because K-pop got some good shit. We just, I don't even think it's, it's about that. It's just not here yet. I, I think it's just that not here yet. We haven't I, found it. I think that people have found it. I think the thing is that we, we're still learning about the people that's found it. Just like where we just learned about Lil Nas X, yeah. this track, and how he blew up, now we know who he is. Exactly. He I was tweeting the other day just four months ago i was broke as fuck didn't know you know what direction i was going in in college and now look at him he has a number one on the billboard hot 100 a number one no one can ever take and that and he has a deal records. people organically fucking with this track and and the sonic power and the lyrics and what it had behind it so that says something he got this number one on his own and i'll give him that i will say that that track he could hold that it was a self-made track and he made it. Yeah, and he made it. It took it off. Wor it worked. It paid off. A quick sidebar. I just I just want to give a tribute to 
Chuck Berry, who was one of the first black country singers. He was inducted into the National Songwriter Hall of Fame in 1982. And he's recorded with people like Wailing Jennings, Elvis Presley, and Jerry Lee Lewis. You know, he's a pretty iconic figure. And he's he's a he's a a huge influence in country music. Also Another tribute to Ruby Falls. She was the most successful black female country singer and she made the charts. She made the charts nine times between 1974 and 1979. She was nominated as the country's most promising female vocalist in 1975. Um, and those are just a few black people that really, really influenced, um, you know, country music also Otis Blackwell you know he was he was a songwriter he sold more than 30 million records and I'm I'm not even gonna lie to you like I don't listen to a lot of country music at all but when I was taking my black history class I did learn of these folk and it's 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 really deep because you know it seems like in music they do section it off by race for reasons we don't have to get into that but you know it was a black person that invented the banjo and although the country sound that we know today might have not been the country sound of the past um blues and rhythm i could see there being an argument some of that is probably country because they grew up in the rural south and you know that that's kind of where this sound of country music quote unquote originated um but yeah and for it's the people great that don't know you said you said the banjo the banjo has even deeper roots than one person the banjo came to the united states to the americas with slaves um it's been traced back to to west africa yeah. and you know where you can see his predecessors but in it's terms commonly of found in country music of today yeah yeah country music so listen that that's a perfect segue you you know giving us that that little um background that's a perfect segue into talking about Lil Nas X's song being removed from the charts and how Billy Ray even ended up on the track in the first place so once it garnered certain amount of attention Lil Nas X's song Old Town Road that's what it's called even the even the title come on you know what I'm saying Old Town Road was removed um and Billboard told Rolling Out that they reviewed the song and they determined that it does not this is quote does not currently merit inclusion on Billboard's country charts um, it said with determining genres, a few factors are examined, but first and foremost is musical composition. It's while, the 808s. While That's Old Town Road it. incorporates yeah. references to country and cowboy imagery, it does not embrace enough elements of today's country music to chart in its current version. And I think it might be saying that because it had a sample of like a, a rock music to Old Town Road, um, a part of its composition. And comes the 808s, they put on it, like the beat and the bass and right, the right, stuff right. they brought in. That's probably why they were like, mm, it's not enough. Elements, but but it he was carved a, out. He carved out a lane. It's, right, it's country he, rap. Listen, it's country rap now. Billy Ray Cyrus came in and used his white privilege and his influence and history and respect yeah. that he's garnered in the country music field um, to really back Lil Nas. But even before I talk about that, Lil Nas, the reason why so many people felt a type of way is because. It's There's a good a song. Like it's you said, we song. have yeah. all these people that we don't know about. We just, we're, they're not widely known country stars. When you think country, unfortunately, for a lot of people, 
black, white, whatever we think white folks. Oh, that's some white people music. That's white people music because we're it's programmed to think like that in, right. in terms of what's popular education and whatnot when it's not you have people like Ray Charles that made a 1962 album Modern Sounds in Country and Western Music and then at that time it was rejected by the country music establishment so Old yeah. Town Road being rejected is just an echoing and a reminder of that time where yeah. you have artists like this like the ones you mentioned before that really had to fight to to gain their footing even though the work spoke for itself right. you know what i'm saying so it's it's dope like i said that billy ray jumped on that and he went he actually beyond just getting on the s song itself he appeared on videos he also appeared on his twitter in his own words saying that he doesn't see why this was removed um and that to him it's a country song yeah. It's a country song. It's a country and song. And so now it's going to be interesting. It's a new type of country song. Like, yeah, it's a new type of country Y'all got to let us in. Country, like, like the artist, I'm going to give, if the artist tell me this is what he wants it to be, to me, this is what it is. What it is. Right. So Lil Nas X says that it is country trap and it's country trap. And I can't wait to hear a little bit more of this fascinating country trap. But for now, congrats to Lil Nas X on Old Town Road. That's my shit. I've been bumping boat versions. Bouncing between <laughs> boat, for real. Congrats to Lil Nas, man. So, um, I know you saw Dreamville. Dreamville was flooding my timeline. It was on my search page. It was everywhere. I'm so sad I missed that event. I'm I, so sad. It was in I'm my like city. I'm sad for you. Yeah. I, I told you off the podcast, off mic, that I was surprised you didn't go. You love J. Cole. That's, you know, and this J. is Cole the first is Dreamville my favorite artist. He is, yeah. The it, last one was canceled, right? It was canceled because of the hurricane that had came. Um, yeah, I love J. Cole. It was one of those things where I thought I, it would be okay because I was just going to go to the next one. It, that's all it was. And plus, I was going home. Like, I just went home, and I was just like, that's a lot to go home back to back in one week driving up from Atlanta, you know. So that's my excuse, but it's a bad excuse because all my high school friends were out there. My friends from college were out there. It brought the city together. It, it's such a good time. It literally looked like, I don't know, I've never seen that. It was outside. It was at Dorothea Dix um, Park, which sits on, like, the southwest side of the city, like, right outside of downtown. And it's just, it's 40,000 people out there. And it was just a good event. There was no controversy. Everybody was vibing out. It was a huge tribute to Nipsey Hussle, and it it was just amazing. Like it was it was great to see. It was great to see everyone out there. Everyone having a good time. Everyone was fly. Saw hella people with a fanny pack. <laughs> a fanny pack and shades seemed to be the theme because everybody seemed gone. But it it was just great. Uh, it was just great. I, I liked I liked watching it. It was on title Matter too. Matter of fact, do you mind if I do some unconventional real quick? I don't care. We t while we talking about Dreamville, right? So my best friend actually went to Dreamville this past weekend. Let's see if we can get her on the phone real quick and see if she could just tell us like thirty seconds of what it was like. She's also like a huge j cole fan if we can't get her on the phone cool but i think it'd be dope to hear from somebody that yeah. was actually there you yeah, know I agree. we were both looking at it through social media yeah let's see if we can get her. and shout out the title for putting the whole thing on hi nilks hey. you busy no okay so can i ask you a quick favor yeah 
Me and Lee are recording our episode of podcast, and we're in the section where we're talking about Dreamville and, the, you know, what happened. Do you mind just, like, telling us for the podcast, like, a quick 30 seconds of what it felt like to be there? Like, like, I'm telling you, I'm like, you're very related to the podcast. No, you're on the you're podcast. You're on the podcast. We Welcome. probably should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, was really good. Um, it was different than most festivals I've been to because it was very, like, about the people. Like, all the vendors were black-owned artists. So they were, like, selling their artwork. So, of course, they had, like, the amazing lineup. But it was, like, what he did. He had a kid section because it was open for all ages um there was a natural hair salon black barbers were there it was really good it was just a different experience that's dope see i told you it would be nice to hear it from you know somebody that was there well what was your favorite um I, you can't say j cole because that's but, you know that's <laughs> <laughs> but it was j cole Why did they do black like that, man? Yeah, damn. damn. We love black. Yeah, he put a whole apology out on his Instagram story, but I mean, it wasn't his fault. Yeah, right. you know how them concerts go. Yeah. But thank you, Nilks. <laughs> Thanks, love <Nilks>. you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Yeah, I, you mentioned this earlier, but it was sad how so much of it was had a, a overcast of Nipsey Hussle's passing. Right. You know, that was real tragic. Um, but I think that they, they did it in a in a way that was a celebration of life, you know. They did. And it's, it's, go, it's good to look at it that way. Yeah. More of it being a celebration of life versus... Because um, he did a lot. He walked the earth and he touched a lot yeah. of lives and he meant a lot to a lot of people. So instead of just being mournful... It was a celebration of life. I really appreciated what Big Sean said. Uh, you know, I'm a huge 21 Savage mm-hmm, fan. Mm-hmm. And when he came out with a lot and J. Cole, the whole crowd erupted. But he did do say, you know, he did a one, two, three Nipsey. And, like, everybody, everybody was screaming Nip. And it's just, it was good to see my city come together. You know, it's a small southern city. I mean, Atlanta's a small southern city. But Raleigh is so much smaller. It has so much less going on right now. So just to see all those people out there. So, so many beautiful black people, people of color just out Yeah, and like about, my, my best friend said, time. you know, like yeah. he had even black-owned businesses out yeah. there, a section for people to come with their kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it doesn't feel like... It's just for the teenagers. No, this was family, like real for my people vibe. Like, right, right, right. This like a a cookout, but yeah, yeah. to the dopest levels, (laughs) kind of more like a family reunion type shit, and more like we gathered for a family funeral, but a celebration (laughs) of like life, life. That's what it. Right. That's what it's like. J Cole is, I'm, you know, I'm not surprised. It's so dope to see him, where he's come from when he first came on the scene to now owning his own label and putting on festivals like what the fuck such a good time um so let's get into Lil Durk's homebody song featuring Tiana Taylor and Melly you were talking about off mic you were talking about the original the original dropped last year with Gunna right yeah the original drop last year was with Gunna and TK Kravis Mm -hmm. um it came out March 29th 2018 it's a solid track honestly I'm not gonna lie to you I didn't really like Gunna on this 
track in one instance he feels a little misplaced right. and i don't know how i feel about it that's what i'll say i don't not like it i don't know how i feel about it right um but i like tk kravis on it i think his voice went well with little dirk and i just like the song it was a cool track the official uh video for it came out later that year i think it was in about august and it featured alexis sky she looks like a bad bitch in it <laughs> um yeah cool little vibe i just think it's a very much a sexual song and mm-hmm. everything about the track um yeah it's completely sad that. it's you know completely what I'm foreplay yeah, yeah. From, all of from that from the from the composition to the lyrics yeah. it fit the whole theme that he was going for so in that end i think he was successful and again i just like the track i think it's a bop now the remix the remix <laughs> the Taylor and my bitch melly right. two bitches from the from harlem talented in right. in terms of vocal expression I loved it. Yeah. What did you think? Because you know me, I could go on and on and on and on and on, <laughs> and on, and on about how much I'm a Tiana Taylor fan. So you okay, want, I you want me to say freak, it, but I'll say, to keep fan. It 100? I'll say fan. Unless you want me to say freak, because I'll say that too. But, um, <laughs> You're a stan. We get it. We get it. So <laughs> keep it a buck. I don't know what it was. I don't know what was going on in my life. But Friday came and I was off. And it just wouldn't stop playing. That was your vibe. Know, it, was, <laughs> it was a vibe. The whole weekend, though. Like, I was listening to it on repeat. <laughs> Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. Just like, because I like the, like, I, I like the song. The whole, I, yo, he was on some freaky, I wasn't on no freaky shit. shit. You, I see, you, said, freaky, you heard him. I got off Friday night. It was time. I was off Friday morning. And he like you know, Friday. you know I'd be driving around and shit. So when I hit the road, it was just it was just on. And it's only one track. So right. I just would let it play on repeat. I love the Okay, so it's melodic, right? But it has an upbeat tempo to it somewhat. Mm-hmm. And I can't I don't know why, but I'm not finding a whole bunch of artists that are putting stuff out like that. Tiana Taylor's verse crazy the writing on that was so like it was so clear like i the writing every, i, I like the way it. she carried her voice i did the too way she played with it a little bit tiana taylor has naturally a low sexy voice yeah um i'm gonna say this again she she has the voice that makes me want to be like pretend i'm in a music video and fill yeah. on my own thighs and my own <laughs> hips and shit she, she makes she gives right. me that feeling um, and I love that with her as an artist. I like her as an artist because it comes out in her music organically. She's one of those people that she doesn't have to force it. So of course she would. She's naturally. Of course she would yeah. body a song like yeah. Homebody. She right. gonna body that track because her whole essence already it's kind of home that. body yeah, it's, it's home sex, body it's, it's sex it's, appeal it's street but it's, it's sex it's, it's sexy cl- sexual it's classy yeah. yeah 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 sex yeah. appeal it's the type yeah. of sex appeal that it's makes you it's city girl want, it's yeah. city girl vibe it's definitely a city you, girl you, you, you don't want to uh, you want to have sex appeal when you listen to it right yeah. it's not just that you want to have sex with her right. you want to do that but you also want nah, you nah, want to feel saying, sex you don't say that she's a married woman I'll say that you know what I'm saying Jesus <laughs> but, but yeah, you, it makes yeah. you want to feel confident in yourself, and I, lo- just, I love that I had two. I'm gonna say the word jiggy because that's what um, Melly calls herself. So yeah. two jiggy lit yeah. 
girls from Harlem, women from Harlem creating, coming together to create this track. And we yeah. was talking about on the last podcast, like, oh, we should, they should, um, I would love Melly to see Melly and Tiana Taylor would Tiana be great. Taylor yeah. direct her music videos and stuff. We talked about that and then boom, we got a remix. With the right. Them, so I really, cool. I really enjoyed Tiana Taylor's verse. I like, I like it. I like her. I just, the writing on it is what got me. Like, I like how she's talking about her and her mom. Like, I, I, I like the intimacy of the track and it's a little it's not super duper slow you know mm -hmm. um that's what i really enjoy about I it i love how they just brought it back literally damn near a year later right like literally and i can't stop listening to it and when i get tired of listening to it because you know if you listen to something a little too much you're like all right i'm i'm good i listen to it like five six times and then i go listen to melly's old album the album we were just talking about phases right phases i will go and listen to phases i still listen to tiana taylor's album that she dropped in the summertime i was listening um, to it on the way here gonna love me is my song a rose from concrete like yeah a rose in harlem is my yeah, shit yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the original version of this song got 5.8 million views on YouTube, right? But I still feel like, had he made this song with them two with first, them two it'd been first, bigger. it would have been huge. It would have been, been huge. He needed two women on this track. They added the flavor and the message that he was trying to convey. Right. Like, imagine all three of them creating this in a studio together. Lit. Right. Like vibes, 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 vibes. <laughs> so I, I feel like had he did that, it probably would have been bigger. And that's what I was saying. I felt like I don't know how I feel about Gunna on the original one because he felt kind of misplaced. I think him choosing two male voices on it was a mistake that was, you know, thankfully for people that's listening to this track. It was that loved this track originally and felt like it was missing something. This is something it was missing. There you go. Right. Little sauce on it. <laughs> little old bay. A little sauce, yeah. I really fucked with the track. It's, it's, just, it's just a good song. I don't know. It's one of them songs that I'm going to listen to on repeat. Maybe it was the mood. Maybe it's because I was moving around in the city. Maybe it was because of the date I had. I don't know. See, but, <laughs> but anyway, shout out, shout out to the producer. Shout out to the producer, D.Y. and Rex Kudo, because they definitely did their thing on that. I, I don't know if that's from a sample. I don't know who did that loop or who did the beat. But that's crazy it's such a vibe that's all it is it's a vibe like it's for sure a it's vibe. a vibe if you have a boot this is the song y'all need to be this listening is a song to, you driving home at night or the song y'all light up you, yeah, you know you, you roll up something up and y'all laying in bed oh, just sure. chilling looking at the ceiling light up to yeah, this right yeah. Ooh, riding like around that. in the car it's like 11 like yeah that. yeah this like is this is lot. definitely one of them tracks i might steal that idea <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. that's it. We talked about, we gave you Lil Nas X. Congratulations to him again. We gave you, you know, talking about country music and how that was related to that. We talked about Dreamville. Once again, shout out to my best friend Nilks for coming on the podcast spontaneously because she had no idea that's what was Thanks, happening. Thanks, <laughs> And then homebody Lil Dirk. That's what we vibing out to for the rest of the week. Chino, you want to wrap us up? Thank you again for listening to Nods and Bobs. I'm Chino. And I'm Cass Marie. We're out. We're out.